This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there, you, how you feeling? How you doing? Are you ready? Are you ready, people? It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And gee, what will we ever talk about on this Saturday afternoon slash evening? I think we know. Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. You can uh, find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 7 o'clock tonight. So four big hours on the last really big weekend of the NFL season. Some say it's the best weekend of the NFL season. It's certainly the last big weekend of the NFL season. It has been a marathon. It feels like a sprint, but it's been a marathon. And now the the end line is in sight, right? We got two huge games today. We got two huge games tomorrow. You can make me make the argument two better games tomorrow. But the Giant fans, you have made it. I know it's been a very rough week to get through it because after that game against the Vikings ended, all you were thinking about is bring on the Eagles, but you have made it to game day. Today is your day. Uh, tonight is your night. And you get Giants-Eagles with the winner going to the NFC Championship game. One step away from the Final Four. I mean, what what more could you want? At the, like the old uh, Marv Levy line, where would you rather be than right here and right now? And there's always stages to these things, right? When you're you're rooting for a team who's been down on their luck for a little while, you know, there's stages, there's steps along the way. I think the first thing you want to do is you, you, you want to have a winning record, right? You maybe want to make the playoffs or win a playoff game. But as you climb the mountain, each step gets harder. I think that's part of the reason why the Jets story for Jet fans is so frustrating because going from where they were to winning a playoff game, you, know, you would think that, wait a second, that's the step that we're supposed to be on. But each step gets harder along the way. So now the Giants, one step away, so we're going to be loaded up with giant fans today up until, I would say, you know, probably 5 o'clock. Once the other game gets started, I'm thinking, you know, giant fans are going to get in their bunker. So we'll have plenty of time for Knicks talk. We'll have ten, plenty of time for Jets talk. But at least right now, the, for the giant fans, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Because here's the thing. We've had a week. It's been, it's been one of those ones that's a week filled with anticipation for the giant fan. But as a non-Giant fan, I could just kind of tell you from the outside what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I hear. And I think everybody would have to agree with this. If you've listened to the shows this morning, starting with Dave, starting uh, going to Anita and, and Matthias Kiwanuka, you hear confidence. You hear optimism. And it's not just that. It, it, there's a trust, right? There's a, there's a belief. There's faith. There's conviction. Giant fans right now have a conviction that they know that their team has a chance to go into Philadelphia and not only continue this amazing run, but in the process, devastate one of their biggest division rivals, right? And for the outsider, for the non-Giant fan, if you're just looking at this game, you know, on paper, in terms of talent, in terms of teams, in terms of record, in terms of all that stuff, you're thinking to yourself, I mean, look, the Giants have had a good run. 
The Giants have done well for themselves. All kudos to Daniel Jones. All kudos to the to, to Brian Dable. They they deserve all the credit in the world. But let's you know let's not get carried away. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Giant fans, it's not it's not warranted to have this faith. It's not warranted to have this conviction. But see, that's the thing. You live your life, and I live my life one way. Giant fans live their lives another way. And, there's, and, and the way they live their life and what they've gone through as a fan base leads you to understand of why they have confidence, why they have optimism, why they have trust, why they have that conviction. Because everything generally works out for the Giants. So yes, as an outsider, you can look at this game and say, you know, Giants have no business thinking they can win this game, right? Eagles, the top seed, they beat them twice already. One time they beat them by 26 on a day where the Giants didn't even score 26. The Eagles are rested. Their quarterback played like an MVP for most of the season and is now healthy. Their defense is better. Their offense is better. They own you. They're at home. I mean, you, you don't need to go on. It, just looking at the facts and figures, you would say there's no earthly reason that the Giants should win this game or that the fan base should have confidence that they're going to go into Philadelphia and win this game. But with Giant fans, the confidence, it's not a delusional confidence. This is not Nick fans we're talking about. This is not Met fans that we're talking about telling you how it's going to be one way and then when it falls apart, they tell you that they knew it was going to be that way all the time. No, this is the optimism and the confidence of a fan base that is used to miracles. When your life is filled with miracles, you come to expect the miracles to happen. And miracles happen to the Giants. That's the thing. That's their experience. That's their life experience as a Giant fan. Miracle playoff runs happen to them. Uh, Playoff wins out of nowhere. Helmet catches happen to them. Missed field goals to win Super Bowl happen to them. So when the Giants win their first playoff game at the first time in a decade... Of course the fan base expects, you know what, we're going on a run because that's what that's their life experience. Do you realize the last three times the Giants won a playoff game, one playoff game, they made it to the Super Bowl that season. That wasn't like a good first step. It wasn't the building blocks towards something a couple of, down, a couple of years down the road. No, they win a playoff game. They go to the Super Bowl, 2011. Won a playoff game, won the Super Bowl. 2007, won a playoff game, won the Super Bowl. 2000, won a playoff game, made it to the Super Bowl, lost, but still, that's still pretty good. And I know what some people are saying. If you're not a Giant fan and your life experience has been nothing but misery, you're saying, Gordon, slow down, Giants. They're not going to the Super Bowl, and I don't think so either. But can you really blame the Giant fan for thinking, hey, this is, this is, our, this is our right This is what happens to us. Since 19, I went back and looked, since 1986, which is a very long time ago, just ask a Met fan, since 1986, there is only one time that the Giants won a playoff game and did not go to the Super Bowl. So, of course, now do do people, you know, do you feel like people maybe are getting a little carried away? I, I do. Because I'm on the outside looking in. I don't live this beautiful, magical existence like Giant fans do. 
You know, to me, on the outside, living in my gray world, where there is no color, where there is no happiness, I look at a team that since mid-October has won four games, two of, uh, two of which came against two of the worst teams in football. One was a, an obvious pass interference that was not called. And then they beat the Vikings, who everyone all season called frauds. And look at that. They turned out to be frauds. And those are not, those are, that's not wrong. Those are, are, are actual facts. But when you're a giant fan, I would think if I lived that existence, I would think the rules don't apply to me because they haven't applied to me. So why would the rules start to apply to me now? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Look, it's a Saturday show, so we're jam-packed with the Giants. 1-800-919-ESPN. Because I don't expect, we're on for four hours, but I don't expect them to be, now maybe they will, but I don't expect them to be taking us up to 7 o'clock like you and I will. Because at some point, you got to get in your bunker, right? you got to get in your zone. You, whatever your routine is, you gotta, you got to lock it down. So that means we'll have plenty of time for jet talk. Lots of jet talk because they are, in terms of creating content in the NFL offseason, the Jets are like Jake Paul. They are, they are cranking out that content on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And uh, we'll get into why uh, the next offensive coordinator does not matter. <laughs> at all for all the talk about the Jets next offensive coordinator we'll have time for that we'll have time for the Knicks with their what third straight loss no Mitchell Robinson I listened to MSG after the game last night I thought Mitchell Robinson was was uh, Wilt Chamberlain but uh, we'll get into the Knicks it's a Saturday show so of course that means what I learned on TikTok at five it means NFL picks at six what NFL picks you might ask the most accurate NFL picks of any host on this station. Some have taken to calling me the Cover 5 ESPN 2023 champ. Some. Not everybody, but some. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We're going to get to the phone calls in just a second. Obviously, we're talking about Giants-Eagles. Coming up later this evening, I laid out uh, why you know Giant fans are confident. And here's the thing, if, if everything, imagine your life, if you're not a giant fan, imagine your life where everything worked out for you, right? Why would you not continue to think things will work out? Giant fans are like characters in a TV sitcom, like a network TV sitcom. Yeah, there might be some ups and downs for the character, but in the end, there's always a happy ending at the ep- end of the episode, right? You, you never really fear things are going to go wrong. It's like uh, an episode of like um, Entourage, right? Like, oh, the guys are getting into this trouble. But at the end of the episode, everything works out. Everybody's happy. They're like the Fonz from uh, Happy Days or um, like Jim Halpert from The Office. Everything works out, right? Of course. Joey Tribbiani, how you doing, right? That's, that's the life of Giant fans. Now, if you're not a Giant fan, you know, like if you're a Jet fan, you have much more of a Jesse Pinkman type existence right (laughs) riding in the El Camino towards Alaska screaming your head off so look I get why giant fans are confident I do have to laugh at the giant fans though sometimes and I say this realizing it always works out for them but I've heard this a lot this week Uh, well you know the thing about the Eagles is they haven't beaten anybody they beat you twice and and earlier in the season they thumped you they beat you by 26. You scored 22. So I get it. They did, maybe they didn't uh, you know, run through a whole bunch of tough playoff teams. 
but they played in the NFC East. I keep hearing how the NFC East is this brutal division. Oh, my God, it's such a tough division. Well, then they beat all the teams, right? They played all the teams there. They beat mostly the teams that they played, including you, twice, convincingly. I mean, both times were pretty convincing. Um, but here's the thing, and I mentioned there before why uh, I think Giant fans, not just the, their, their charmed existence where everything works out for them, uh, I do think that there's uh, some reason for confidence in this game. Now, I'm not going to give you what my pick is because that's very valuable. When you're the Cover 5 champion for 2023, you save that for later in the show, and that's what I'm going to do. I'll give you those at uh, 6 o'clock. We'll do the, uh, the first game, obviously, because we're not going to pick the game after it's already started, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But in terms of this game, one of the reasons why, if I were a Giant fan, if I'm not a Giant fan, just kind of looking at this game, why I would be confident is the Eagles, to me, are riddled with red flags. They are riddled with red flags. Now, they had a great regular season. They were the best team in the NFC. But when you just, and it doesn't, it's not like I'm doing some deep dive into DVOA or some statistic that nobody's heard of. Just kind of do the, like, the basic legwork, right? The quarterback has not played. He's played one game in a month, and he's had one good game since December 11th. That's a long time ago. And to me, a lot of this game is, what Jalen Hurts am I getting? And there's no real way that you're going to know um, what that one is, but it feels like a pretty close to a 50-50 proposition. You know, sometimes um, you go into a game and a guy's coming off an injury, but it's pretty clear he's going to be healthy, and, you, you know, it's much more 75-25 or 90-10 that that, that guy's going to play his typical normal game. With, with Hurts, it feels much more like a 50-50 proposition. And I know I've heard all week, well, but he's healthy now. Do we know that? Do we really know that? It just so happens the amount of time he needed to overcome the injury just so happens to be the time that he got? I don't know. Uh, I know he practiced fully. I know he's not on the injury report. But if it's anywhere, like as much as teams deceive and hide information, I would think that you're not going to put him on the injury report in this type of situation. And I'll tell you one thing, if the Giants, this is a guarantee. This is, you can take it to the bank. If the Giants win this game, if the Giants go into Philadelphia and pull off the upset, you can bet your life savings that after this game, at some point in the course of the next day or two or three, there will be a report somewhere from somebody who says, well, you know, the report was he was healthy going into the game, but that was because he's such a gamer. He was still dealing with the injury. He wanted to give it a go. He felt good enough, but, you know, something in the game aggravated the injury. You watch and see. You know, you would think that no matter what happens, the injury won't be used as an excuse, but you and I both know when teams get upset and there's a reason to give for an excuse, especially for a player in this day and age, They'll take it every set. And now it won't come out and he won't say it. It'll be, you know, through anonymous sources somewhere in the league, but it'll get out there uh, all the same. So that's one reason. I think the quarterback is a major reason why I think the Eagles have a red flag. Number two, just simply number one seeds in the playoffs. I feel like we say this, and it's true, like every year teams want that bye week. But then a lot of times the teams that have those bye weeks come out a little bit flat. Like last year, Packers, Titans were both, I think, the number one seeds. They both lost. 
2019, the Ravens, I think, in the AFC with the number one seed, they lost their first game. The Chiefs, that was the year the Chiefs were playing the Texans in their first game, and they fell behind by that huge margin and then came back, obviously, and won the game, but still kind of came out flat, came out a little slow, and that happens a lot of times. And it, expecting a team to just flip a switch come the playoffs, to me, is dangerous. And I get it, the Eagles are healthier than they've been in a long, you know, Lane Johnson's back. I think Robert Quinn is back. I think the only guy they're missing is, uh, is Maddox. I think he's out for the game. But all the things that you would ordinarily say, like everything kind of favors the Eagles on paper. They're the better team. They beat them twice. They own the Giants. I mean, there's no real reason to think the Giants should be in this game based on the talent edge and based on uh, 2013 was the last time. The last time the Giants won in Philly, Tom Coughlin was the coach. The last game that the Giants won in Philadelphia, you know who their leading rusher was? You'd never get it in a million years. Peyton Hillis. That's how long ago it's been. And to me, the Eagles just have a smell of a team that could come out a little flat to start. Take a little while to get going because all the moving pieces that they're putting in here after having a week off, which, yeah, if you have that choice, you would absolutely take it. But a lot of times, there's a team that comes out a little flat. And and when you have all the pressure of you on a, of a playoff game anyway, the last thing you need is another thing to deal with. I mean, much, and if you leave this game close with the way the Giants play in close games or have played in close games this year, it's like the line from the movie Rocky. You know, they don't think it's a darn show. They think it's a darn fight. They will fight you. And the last thing the Eagles want to do is get to halftime and have this be a close game where the Giants don't realize <laughs> you know, where they are and all that type of stuff because they will be able to steal a win from you that way. You know, they got to go out and put the hammer down right away and give, take any hope or get to the giant fan and, and, the, and the giant players thinking, all right, this is, this is not what we expected. Um, because if the, if the longer they leave this a game with the way the Giants have been, uh, you know, on this little bit of a roll here, this little bit of a ride, they will almost certainly find a way to pull off another miracle because miracles happen to the Giants. God, maybe the greatest sign of an existence of an afterlife is that God loves the Giants. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start things off on the phones. Let's go out to uh, Sal is in Valley Stream. Sal, first up on the Gordon Tamer Show. What's good, Gordon? Thank you for having me. Um, First off, I want to talk about, you know, the Giants. There's a lot of talk that Daniel Jones is going to sign a long-term deal with the Giants. I found that hard to believe because, listen, I think Jones can be the franchise quarterback of the Giants, you know, better than Eli Manning was. Now, you know, tonight for the Giants, I think it's going to be a close game, I would say, because, you know, I know the Eagles are more talented. The Eagles, listen, the Eagles are favored to win, by the way. And, listen, if you look at it, I would like to say that, Maybe the Giants can pull off an upset, and I wouldn't be surprised if they play in the title game next week against the Cowboys because I do want the Cowboys to win tomorrow night. I do want to see a Giants-Cowboys NFC title game next week. What do you think, Gordon? Uh, well, look, Sal, uh, you said a lot there. Let me get start off with the Daniel Jones, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, no, Daniel Jones is going to be back with the Giants. Uh, they will almost certainly try to work out a long-term deal, but if, if, if the, the, the oddest thing happens and they cannot – uh, then they will they'll be forced to franchise him. Uh, they they um, they are absolutely keeping da- Daniel Jones is not going anywhere. That would be the upset of the sports calendar year. As if sometime next year, when next year rolls around, week one, Daniel Jones is playing someplace else. So no, that that has been taken off the the table. Um, 
I think we need to slow. I mean, again, this is what I'm talking about. Daniel Jones is now going to be better than Eli Manning. When you live this existence and everything works out for you, to the outside, that would seem preposterous, right? But when you're living in the bubble, the giant bubble of, of happiness and joy and championships and miracles, how can we blame them? That's all they know. That's all they know, people. And I do think the Giants should have, uh, I don't know if should is the right word, but could it play out that the Eagles are not at their best and the Giants are at their best? Absolutely. It's almost, I mean, when you have teams like uh, when the NCAA, NCAA tournament rolls around, right? And you have those play-in games that they don't like to call play-in games. Usually you have one of those teams that wins that game and then goes on a little bit of a run. I could definitely see one of the teams that was playing last week playing next week. It would be a little weird. I don't know the last, I tried to figure it out, but uh, I could not. It seems like the way people are picking this is like, oh yeah, it's going to be one versus two in both conferences. When was the last time that happened? It feels like a very long time. Usually there's an upset between one of these, at least one of these four games. And last year it was two. The, the two number one seeds lost both their first games. Uh, let's go to uh, Philip is in Brooklyn. Philip, next up on the Gordon Day. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. What you got, Philip? The, the, the reason why I'm confident as a Giants fan is because of the history. Um, the Giants have never had the most talented team. Whether, you know, even the last two Super Bowl runs, you know, being a wild card. And I believe there is something to, to uh, uh, um, play every week because mm-hmm. they've always had any sport, you know, when – Routine going, you don't want to, you know, you want to keep playing because you're in a rhythm. It's, you know, it's almost like the college football. That bothered me being off for a month. You're hot and, and you know, and, 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 and now you're going to be off for the two weeks, three. You, you got to get back into the groove. But one thing I have to say about the Giants, they don't have, they're not as talented, but the game plan and discipline, those are the two things I'm looking for. Because if everybody does what they're supposed to do, the defensive end, Edges and those types of things. You don't want to get beat because you didn't do the fundamentals. And I think that's where the Giants have been strong at in terms of the game planning by the coaches and the players. I get your point. Thank you for the phone call. Um, well, look, that has been, if, if that were to be different today, it would be a difference, right? I mean, the, the Giants generally are not a team that beats themselves. They execute, and that's how – I mean, the, the blueprint or the script for games during the regular season, not so much last week because that was a little bit of a different, uh, and I think that's why the confidence is clearly growing because now you're seeing a team that's not just playing the same way but improving along the way. Uh, but during the regular season, the, 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 the script was, was pretty, um, pretty familiar, right? Giants would hang tough. They'd muddy up the game for the first half. They'd make an adjustment here or there. Come the fourth quarter, they would out-execute the other team, and they would make the plays, and they would win the close games. That's how they won. So uh, it would it – would, look, these games can always go 100 different ways. But it would surprise me if we're sitting here tomorrow, we're sitting here Monday, we're sitting here Tuesday talking about, well, the Giants self-destructed or the Giants, you know, the penalties uh, derailed them, mental mistakes derailed them. That would be – uh, I, I don't put that one too high up on the uh, the list of possibilities. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Your Saturday night is set. Giants and Eagles. 
Big Blue trying to uh, win another playoff game and move on to the NFC Championship game. And I, I really could not believe that. when I, I knew that that was the case for the last couple of uh, playoff runs for the Giants or the last couple of Super Bowl runs for the Giants. I didn't realize that the last three times they won a playoff game, they made it to the Super Bowl. And I did not realize that since 86, there was only one year since 86 that the Giants won a playoff game and did not make it to the Super Bowl. So 1986, as any Met fan, just ask any Met fan, 1986 is a very, very long time ago. So 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Um, before we go back to the phone, I did want to mention uh, about Daniel Jones. Two things. A, I keep still hearing, you know, Daniel Jones is not getting enough credit. Re- really? Really? He's still not getting enough credit? I don't know. I feel like this last week, he's gotten a lot of credit, and rightfully so. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He deserves all the credit and all the kudos. He was brilliant last week, and he was the number one reason why, or maybe, you know, coaching as well, but, you know, the offense and his part in it was the number one reason why you beat the Vikings, who could not even slow down the Giants, never mind stop them. But I don't know. I kind of, like, what more do we think? Do we need Skyriders? Do we need, do we need like, red carpets? What, what do we need? I mean, I feel like he's getting uh, a lot of credit, and... Of course, the most credit that he's going to get is after the season, whenever that ends, be it tonight, be it after a Super Bowl, wherever in between, it's going to end up with a, a nice long-term contract extension for Daniel Jones. But, you know, we've been talking about, you know, what he's done this year has been incredible, which it has, the way he's played, the way, he, the way that he has uh, turned around the narrative. And you have to wonder, the fact that the Giants turned down the fifth-year contract option uh, I was kind of wondering, like, has that ever happened before that somebody had their fifth-year contract option turned down and then uh, they, they got signed by that same team to a long-term contract? And now the fifth-year option's only been in ex- existence since 2011, but uh, Albert Breer in his column on uh, SI, he had that, yeah, there's only been one time that a quarterback had his fifth-year option rejected and then signed a long-term contract extension with the team, and that would be Blake Bortles. There's not, you know, like there's times where you don't want to be compared to certain things. Like I bring up all the time that if the Kings make the playoffs this year in the NBA, the Jets will have the longest uh, playoff drought of any North American big four sports team. You don't want to be in any comparison with the Sacramento Kings. You don't want to be in any comparison with uh, the Washington Commanders. You certainly don't, as an individual player, you don't want to be in the same category in any way with Blake Bortles. But usually by year four, you know, right? Uh, the, the guys who had their fifth-year option declined, and I think all of them, they, they made the right call on these ones. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, E.J. Manuel, Teddy Bridgewater, and Mitch Trubisky. And a lot of times, even when the fifth-year option gets picked up, it's, it's still, you kind of know, but you just, you know, you're going along with the, you know, the, you're going along with the motions here. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, and, uh, and Sam Darnold. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's why it's, it's very rare. And it's okay for it to be rare. It, there, there's almost like this thing in media, and I guess some, uh, it's an offshoot with fans as well, where the fact that Daniel Jones is now playing well, that everybody, oh, I always knew. Did you, though? Did you really? Because it feels like this show, all the shows, we take calls every single day. Load them up. We got a full bank of calls right now. We'll take calls all the way up until 7 o'clock tonight. And this is a Saturday afternoon evening show. You got the K show. You got Rick and Dave. You got Barton Hunt. They all take calls all show long. And I didn't hear this overwhelming sentiment that 
Wow, we definitely, Daniel Jones, it's definitely going to turn around. And it's okay. We could all be wrong. You know who else was wrong? The Giants were wrong. The Giants didn't, didn't know that he had this. They were hoping, and I, I would have to think they're ecstatic that they were wrong after turning down the 50 year out, betting against the fact that Daniel Jones would ever turn out to be this player. But that's a good thing. You got your franchise quarterback now, so it's all okay for all these people in the media. No, I always knew. Yeah, I can. if you give me a few minutes, I'll find a clip where you were saying just the opposite thing. And I, I'll be the first one to say, I did not think Daniel Jones had this in him. How could you? Coming into this season after the last four or five years that the Giants have had, the way that Daniel Jones has had moments, but flashes, but you know, not consistently, and the weapons that he had around him. Yeah, there was a reason why people were betting against him, including the New York Giants. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Chris is in Beth Page. Chris, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Um, okay, listen. I'm not going to, I know you don't believe me, but you know I call a lot. I call Stump Rothenberg all the time. Yep. I call Dave. I call Dave for a long time now. When he does his, uh, you know, those quick takes that you got to give him the uh, hits, whatever he calls okay. them. Uh, the, right. Now, I used to say, uh, two months ago, i say, over under uh, Dale Jones, four years, $130 million. I was saying this two months ago, okay? okay? That's what I was putting out there. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. And in the beginning of the year, I remember after the Tennessee game, I didn't call your station, but I called another station, FAN. And I How said, there's you, no doubt. Traitor. What? You traitor. How I'm dare sorry, you call other stations? Go ahead. No, because you guys had a Nick game on after the uh, Titans, I think. And, and so they were call all, the stations. You the Nick games on. We do shows behind. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. But but anyhow, and I swear to God, after that game, I remember Dable looked dead. By the way, that was the turning point of the whole season. It was when Daniel Jones threw that interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Got in it was the yep. worst pass he threw all year. And Dable took him over the sidelines, and he just basically got in his face. And, boy, from that time on, you haven't seen Daniel Jones throw any – he throws it out of bounds all the time now near the end zone. So, I knew at that point, I just said, we have something different here. And I remember I called this guy on FAN. I swear to God, he hung up on me. He said – because I said, Daniel Jones will be the Giants quarterback for the, for the future. No doubt about it. The guy hung up on me, and he said it was a clown take. I had a clown take. Okay. So, anyhow, I'm just saying that I was one of the few guys that have always been on the Daniel Jones bandwagon – well, just see, but then, like, Chris, just in, in, in devil's advocate, that's okay. during the year. I mean, we had three full years before that. And I think a lot of people got their eyes opened in the course of the season. And even when um, uh, John Mara came out and said that, you know, we've done everything to screw this guy up, you could tell, like, the, the thumb was on the scale a little bit, that they wanted to keep him even though they turned down the fifth-year option. But those are things that happened during the season. So that's fair. Like, as you get more evidence, you should change your opinion. I'm talking about everybody was on the record pretty much before. There was not an overwhelming list of people. I don't know of anybody who said the entire first three years of his career, no, it's clear that Daniel Jones is eventually going to figure this out. No, I agree with you, but I will say this. I will say, because I watch every Giant game probably twice because I replay them, okay? I will say this. There were definitely signs. It wasn't like a Zach Wilson thing. There were signs in, you know, when they beat the Redskins a couple of years ago in overtime in Washington, his first game against Tampa. There were signs that the guy could yeah, run the ball sure. and pass. And I'm just saying that. And then what happened was, and we all witnessed this as Giant fans, we had a miserable, and I mean a miserable offensive line. Gettleman did him no favors whatsoever. He put no weapons around him, and Saquon Barkley was hurt. I mean, I'm just saying, it, it, and it sounds like you're making excuses for the guy, 
But I saw signs that the guy could be. And I always ask people this who hate Daniel Jones even last year. I always said the same thing. Who are we going to bring in that's gonna, that, that you foresee? Who's going to come in and do better with this offensive line, with Nate Solder blocking on the left tackle? Nate Solder, okay, with a hurt Saquon Barkley, okay? Who's going to come in and do better than what Daniel Jones is doing? I'm not saying the answer, but I always wanted to ask people this question. What is your answer? Where are we going with this? And people are telling me, you, you had a call last week. Do you remember this, Gordon, or two weeks ago? He was saying to go draft Richardson from Florida. Do you remember that call? Uh, I do, kind of. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I almost drove off the road. I'm like, wait a second. This was right before the Viking game, the day before right. I was yeah. listening to you. That's a clown. And, he was, sa- oh, sorry. and he was saying we should draft Richardson because he didn't want to tie up too much money on Daniel Jones going forward. That's what this call has said. So, <laughs> well, anyway. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Always a good point uh, made by you. Um, we take calls all the time. Uh, not all the calls are golden. Uh, not all the calls are, are, are based in reality. Uh, I'm not gonna, and that kind of makes it fun, right? You never know what you're going to get when you when you pick up that phone line. Uh, but no, I, I mean it's clear now that Daniel Jones is going to be the uh, long term solution. And, and look, you can say that you saw flashes in him. Everybody sees flash. We saw flashes in Sam Darnold. It's almost the the exception when you don't see flat. That's what makes Zach Wilson stand out so much is that you really haven't seen many flat. He may be a play here or there, but not full games, not games where you're like, wow, he just he commanded the huddle. That's he's the outlier, not Daniel Jones. A lot of times you take quarterback and that's the that's the that's the rub. Part of it is, ah, yeah, I see this. I see. Well, maybe if we do this, maybe and you can end up talking yourself into it. And a lot of times talking yourself into things, uh, you make mistakes. The Jaguars, they talk themselves into Blake Bortles. <laughs> How'd that turn out? How'd that turn out? Uh, let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Uh, Peter is in Scarsdale. Peter, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Great show. Uh, Thanks, always uh, love listening to you. Um, Appreciate it. Thank you. I, I, have a, I have a couple of things about the games that you guys haven't brought up yet. And, okay. And I hear you. I, I, I think Philly's great. Good team. Uh, however, uh, history we got to stop looking at that because it means nothing. And I'll tell you why. The other years that we lost in Philly, completely different team. Apples yep. and oranges. Absolutely. Okay? This year, completely different team. Today, completely different team. When they beat us and when they blew us out, we had three offensive There's still a lot of the same Wait. people that are involved. No, I'm, no, 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 no. We had three offensive linemen out, and our okay. whole defense was hurt. Okay, that's not complete, do you realize what the term completely different means? Completely, completely different. different means it would be a completely – everything would be different. Completely different. It, there, there's, I mean, when you have, th- significant when you have three okay. – yeah, But when you have three offensive linemen and three of your top defenders out, it's completely different in my eyes. Well, it's not completely. That's not that, – Peter, thanks for the I mean, Look, it, we can play semantics, but the term completely different means that it's completely different. I get what you're saying. The Giants are playing at a high level – uh, they have significant pieces back that they did not have in that game. The Eagles, uh, for whatever reason, have not played as well as they were playing uh, earlier in the season. That's that's all. And Hurts is not one hundred percent. Yeah, and so. absolutely, absolutely. And thanks so. for the call, thanks for the phone call. Peter. Thank you. No, I think I, I brought up Hurts. Uh, you know, and th- th- those are all parts of it. I co- I completely agree with you. completely agree with you. That means I agree with every all parts of it. Completely agree with you. Am I playing semantics? I don't know. I feel like we should keep – we all agreed what these terms mean. Let's, let's stick to the agreements that we made. It's like when I'm driving on the road. Yeah, I, there's a lot of people out there. They're just making up the rules as they go. How about we just stick with the laws that we all have? You know, you change lanes, you put on an indicator. 
That dotted line is not like a suggestion. You might want to stay on the left, but you could go to the right. No, there's, there's rules that we all agreed on. But he's a Giant fan. He doesn't think the rules apply to him. And why should he? They haven't. You know, generally six seeds don't go on Super Bowl runs. When you're a Giant fan, it happens. Nine-win teams don't generally win Super Bowls. When you're a Giant fan, it happens. All these throw a ball after it looks like you're going to be sacked. You throw it down the field. The guy catches it against his helmet. Generally, that doesn't work out. Giant fan, it happens. It all happens when you're a Giant fan. So if you lived your life and every step of the way, things worked out, of course you would expect them to still work out. That's why Giant fans should be confident. It's their brand. It's what happens to you when you're blessed to have picked the Giants when you picked your NFL team. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll get back to the phone. You know, the one thing I saw today was the story uh, that Dave was talking about, that the hotel that the Giants were staying at, something happened with the water. Was it no hot water or no water at all? People are showering before the game? I feel like that would be like a waste of a shower. Let me sleep as long as I can. I'll wake up, brush the teeth, you know, run a comb through the hair. Give it to me, Jacob. What was it? It was uh, no water in the hotel. No water at all. So you couldn't really even get a good brush of the teeth. You need a little bit of water to mix around there. But, uh, yeah, I would think, uh, I guess if you're putting on, like, a suit to go to the game, you got to, you know, you're going to shower in that. I'll be honest with you. I, generally, before games, I don't shower at all, and I'm just sitting in my house on the couch. I, I barely even change out of the pajamas. I'm just sitting there in my own stink all day long. It works. Then you shower after the game when you're when you're – ticked off and frustrated you pound the walls of the shower why did my why did i root for this team darn you god i was surprised that many uh, it was a big deal huh no i guess if you if you have a routine and, and showering before the game is part of it i, I don't know i don't know if, if i know i'm gonna get all sweaty i to me it would almost be like psychological warfare where i want i want my stink to be on you the opponent after the game is over maybe i'm maybe i'm operating at a different level a weirder level that's possible. Psychologically, that would mess with me. <laughs> right? You'd be like, man, I can't block this guy. He stinks. He's got, a, he's got a specific funk to him that I just don't like. I feel like that would be like a weapon, a, a psychological weapon you could use on the other team. This guy really stinks, man. And, you know, the thing is, well, we probably shouldn't go down that road. Listen, if you're pancaking me and just funky, listen, I, you got it. I'm not playing no more, coach. Take me out. I'm, right. I need to be exactly. carted off the field. I can't take it anymore. This guy, he, he smells so bad. And, and I'm not, not saying that it's going to have an impact in the game, but every little bit, right? Every little bit helps. If you have, if you have bad breath and you're lined up on, under center and you can smell that guy's breath, oof, God, that stinks. Oof, that guy smells anything. You see these players, they talk to this is you don't even have to say a word. It's just your your o- overall stench. It could play a factor. There's gotta be a guy. There's gotta be a guy that people play with. Maybe we don't know. You're telling me like the the there's so many things you can't do anymore. But you could still show up to the game smelling like a, a mule, right? You could still do that. That's not against any rules in the rule book, so far as I know. All right, let's go back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. Breaking it all down on every single angle. That's what we do here on the Gordon Damer Show. (laughs) 
Uh, let's go out to let's go out to Maxwell in Brooklyn. Maxwell, next up on the Gordon Damer show. Oh, uh, hello. Hey, Maxwell, what's going on, pal? I'm um, I'm good, Gordon. It's it's a, it's a while waiting for you, but I guess it's worth it. I just wanted to uh, first time yes. talking to you. Thanks for accepting my call. I appreciate uh, it. Long time Giant fan. I've been a Giant fan uh, since Harry Carson was a rookie. Okay. So this Giants squad, they got a good chance. Yeah, they got they got a good chance to win tonight. As a matter of fact, I think they are going to win. If you ever had a spring shoulder won. before, I, no, no, I'm, I'm keeping it real because you know, uh, unlike the uh, previous callers, the two previous callers, uh, Danny Jones sucked for the last three, four years. You know, usually it takes well, this is his five years year. for this is his fourth. Well, what's going to say? Usually it takes two to five years for a quarterback to get it. And it looks like Danny got it. Danny got drafted the same year Mahomes got drafted. So different story, different scenario. But he's been a starter with no backup quarterback yeah, threatening for his position. Okay. Well, maybe a year after. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 yes. He's about he maybe a year room. less. less. Right. Uh, okay, then. No, no, nonetheless, you know, his development under Dable has been spectacular as compared to Sherman and the other cats. You know, no one did anything for him. This year, he looks comfortable. I like the way he throws the ball from the pocket. His mobility was never in question. He always could do that. But Dable has an offense that has allowed him to be comfortable. He's hot. The defense is healthy. They got guys coming back, and they've been consistent. When you, when you, win, the, when you win the crown and you get that bye week, that's very dangerous. I remember when the Giants got the bye week, and they had Philly in the first-round divisional playoffs, and McNabb came up in here on a windy day in the old Giants stadium. And they beat the hell out the Giants. They were very physical. Eli couldn't throw the ball. They were out of sync. Plexico had shot himself in the leg. When you have a lot of distractions, two to three weeks before you get into the playoffs, it throws you off. It throws you off. I don't give a daggone how good your team was during the regular season. You got to be consistent. You got to have at least three to five games going into the playoffs where you're playing good football, a.k.a. Bill Parcells. The Giants are going to go into Philly tonight. Danny Jones is going to play a solid game. It's going to be a close game. But Big Blue's going to win because they're going to get some big hits, and the defense is going to do it for them. All right, and I guarantee that, baby boy. All right, there you go. And look, and appreciate the phone call, Maxwell. Thanks for making it. Don't let it be the only time. Um, that, of course, why wouldn't Maxwell put he, put yourself in his shoes? He's been a giant fan. What was Carson's first year? Like seventy five. He's been a giant fan for like fifty years, and it's always kind of worked out for him. Well, maybe not early on, you know, 70s, early 70s was a little tough. But, you know, once you got into the 80s, things started to turn around, and, and it's turned around every time since. So, of course, he expects that. And who am I to say that he's wrong? It, it probably will turn out that way. The Giants' miracles happen to them, unlike other organizations. Now, Daniel Jones was the Kyler Murray draft. That was the year Murray went first, uh, Jones went sixth. Uh, I think Nick Bosa, did he go second that year? Niners had a very high pick that year. Um, so, yeah, no, I look, I, I get it. Uh, Giant fans, you, you expect. And I, and I think that this is not just the, that uh, their uh, you know, miracles happen to them. I think he's right. Giants are playing better. The fact they played last week, the fact that they had a, a, a nice uh, win, road win, a, a complete performance, soup to nuts against a fraud Viking team. Get some, get some rolling in the right direction. You got one playoff win, and generally – it, not that history tells you, but if in your history, every time basically you win a playoff game, you go to the Super Bowl, you would feel confident too. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter how many all pros the Eagles have or what their record was in the regular season or how they beat you twice in the regular season. You would be focused on, oh, 
This is when it matters most, and this is when our team, our organization, shows up. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.